Hey, thanks for tuning into the Beer and Mighty Things podcast, your place for education and happenings in the craft food and beverage industry. I'm your host, Kyle Reiner. Here, I interview folks around the world who are doing mighty things in these industries. My goal is to entertain, educate, and inspire. If I'm doing those things, give us a five-star rating and a little follow over there on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment if you can. It goes a long way in helping others find the show. And, you know, hey, we appreciate it. This podcast is sponsored by craftbrewinginsurance.com, craftdistillinginsurance.com, and insuringwine.online. And with that, let's get into it. Welcome in to the Beer Money Things podcast. It's what you listen to while you brew. It's what's in your ears as you drink beers. Today, uh, we invited two women who need no introduction. Actually, one invited herself via text message early in the morning one day and said, yo, I'm coming on your podcast. I said, okay. So we're bringing them in. They're daring mighty things. You know them by now. Uh, but I'm going to give them a little intro anyway, because, you know, they deserve it. So the first time I spoke to this fantastic lady, it became, you know, the most listened to episode I ever recorded. It was, and today it's still number one. It's been number one for 15 months now. So it's episode 28. She's Brienne Allen. And in May 2020, we spoke, you know, in depth about Knott's Brewing and classic beer styles. We had a lot of fun. She even taught me about what his wickle is. And, uh, you know, so there's that. Um, so, hi, Brienne. How are you? Great. You're going to make me cry. Oh, that my God. Crazy. Don't cry. There's no crying in, uh, in podcasting. There can be if you want. And then her counterpart here, Ash Elliott. So, Ash is a marketing and communications expert. She's got over 12 years of experience for corporations, agencies, and media. She's held director and management roles in PR, digital marketing at Universal Music Enterprises, Interscope Records, BMG. I mean, she's doing it all. But then she uh, falls in love with the craft beverage industry, just like we all do. Um, she's a little bit you know, into that better for you alcohol category. She's a partner with a digital creator and brewer educator in the beer industry at Flora Brewing. She started a group to support women in diversity in the beverage industry the women in the, of, of the Bevolution, Pink Boots uh, LA, and now uh, I'm out of breath. So Ash, welcome. Brienne, welcome. What's shaking? Thank you. Thank you for that crazy long intro. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it so refreshing to have an interview with a journalist that actually does their fucking research? It's nice. Seriously. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Apparently I'm a journalist. Yes. I've done it. You are. Oh, cool. Well, no, I appreciate y'all coming on. Always fun to speak. Um, y'all bring a lot of energy, a lot of insight. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm lucky to have you on here. So, so thanks again for taking time out of your day. And uh, I, before we started recording, I got spilled beer all over my desk. So now my arms are sticky and uh, we're just going to roll with it. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I can smell it from here. <laughs> I know it, it does smell good. So we're going to talk a little bit about today, you know, social responsibility, uh, the impact that, you know, is very important to both of these ladies um, in their personal lives and in their career. Uh, you two are making waves without a doubt. You're making noise. Um, that noise is brave. And, uh, you know, not sure who wants to kick it off, but, you know, tell me about the Brave Noise movement. What is it? How did it come about? I can go. So uh, we, Julie and I, our new brewer, uh, brewed this beer back like the first week that all of this me too reckoning story started happening on my Instagram. And um, by the time it was ready to be packaged, it was like full blown, like craziness happening in the industry. And so a lot of other breweries were asking if we could release the recipe. And I didn't know how to do that by myself. Like 
set up a type of collaboration. So a couple different people reached out, including Ash and Women of the Revolution, being like, how can we, you know, promote this even further? And we all got together and it took us a couple of weeks and we put together the next global collaboration. So we're like really excited about it. So so had you, Brian, had you and Ash ever spoke before? Were you aware of each other before this? Uh, we just, we met on Instagram through like, dialogue during like the first couple stories started flowing in. Holy shit. Okay. I remember I was in South Carolina. I was on this like quick little golfing trip for the weekend that my buddy, my buddy's boss buys this house on the beach in South Carolina. and was like, Hey, do you guys want to come golfing? I'm like, yeah, just fly down. We'll go golfing. And you know, I'm looking at my Instagram uh, and I was like, Holy shit. Uh, What is happening? You know? And obviously it was, you know, following new brand for a long time now. And, um, I reached out to you. I was like, is this, you know, is this you? And, you know, so anyway, but yeah, so, so here we are fast forward. Um, you've made waves, right? We, this is all come to a head. It's all, you know, fantastic because everybody needs to learn, grow. And, um, so what you guys are doing, is awesome. Tell me about who's involved in brave noise. You know, how many breweries are involved here? Uh, so right now we have, we don't have that many <laughs> okay. and it's actually pretty like depressing, but, um, we think it's, I mean, we obviously, we know why. I mean, a lot of breweries don't have a code of conduct. And that's one of the things that we are not requiring, but kind of requesting to be to be involved in this and to, to register to get the, the label and the recipes and your name on the website that you're participating and all of that. You need to submit your code of conduct that will be available for consumers via QR code on the label. And so a lot of breweries, like including Notch, didn't have that, like we have it in the employee handbook, but we didn't have it, you know, available for consumers to read that wasn't like 10 pages long about what's not acceptable. Yeah. So it, it even took us a couple of weeks to get something together before we could register too. And it's, I guess it's just something, you know, people really haven't thought of until right now. And that's why we think it's taking people a while to sign up. It's just because like no one has that yet. So everyone's working towards that long-term change of like creating those codes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, to Brian's point, um, you know, we want to work with breweries. Like we, we expected it to not have as many participants because at least at the start, because everyone's trying to get their ducks in a row. Everyone's trying to figure out the code of conduct. They don't want to submit it like, you know, half ass. And so we're telling them you can reach out to us. We'll help guide you through that process. We have a great resource. Uh, HR Uprise is available for consulting. They've created a guide that's on the Brave Noise Beer website and, um, and we'll help you. So like if someone's like not ready to submit it, just send it our way. We'll help you out. We just ask that the code of conduct kind of checks all these boxes by the time the beer is released. So That's hopefully great. that'll help help breweries. Like we we're, we're all about the you know we understand it takes some work. We want to help everyone do this. So yeah. well, it's important. You know, I even come from you know a risk management background, right? So I'm an insurance agent for breweries, and oftentimes you know they do a lot of hiring and they don't have uh, they don't have a handbook. So you know, kudos to your breweries for having a handbook, right? Um, you know, and then you have a code of conduct and you got to sign off on it. Then there's so many pieces of what you can and can't do. And mm-hmm. I think that this, and even just the pandemic was a time where you can sit down and, you know, since maybe you weren't open, obviously you guys are so busy and doing a ton of things, but you know, this was the time I think where, um, any business had the opportunity to sit down and like, think about things and go back and fill in the gaps and cross the T's. And, 
you know, this, I, it was very timely. Um, it's very important and, you know, it needs to be here. So it's kind of a time for everybody to wake up and get the shit together, you know? Yeah. And, and to your point, if they can put in safety procedures for COVID and for the pandemic, then they can put in co- the code of conducts and policies for their staff and consumers, right? <laughs> Uh, you would think. <laughs> we even yeah. have like all of our partners who are donating, you know, raw material to this project for participating breweries. We had them submit their code of conduct before we put them on our website. So breweries could scroll over their little icon and their code of conduct will pop right up for them to read. And so it's a really nice way to just show some examples as well as like hey, we're all like kind of in this together. So yeah. we're all having difficulty writing this, like yeah. we're here to help. We're not here to be like, you can't participate, you yeah. know, the thing. So, so do you, yeah, do you have breweries kind of come to you and say like, hey, we, we're totally in, but we don't know where to start. How do we do this? Is that- yeah, like half of them. Really? <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, I again, am you know, handling all of the communication for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's me that's me i am behind the scenes and i am there for all of you so please reach out for those that are listening that are brewers or you know working in a brewery um we're all about the greater good we just want things to be better yeah absolutely and they should be right I, I think you know no matter what the industry is and whatever it is you know my wife is in special education right so you know there's there's bullying in schools like it's time to wake up um be kind to others, man. Just, you know, and I, I, you'll hear it on the podcast all the time. It's like the, that bumper sticker. It always comes back to that. Just don't be a dick, you know? <laughs> That's <laughs> right? my dodgeball leagues, uh, saying actually it's don't be a dick. It's like <laughs> nice. on all of our, our merch too. That's um, it. <laughs> That's it. So HR uprise, did that, was that created because of this movement or did that already exist? So HR Uprise was founded by Rebecca Weaver. She actually reached out to us. And so we started having the conversation and she is all about the employee. So first off, all about the employee, um, making sure that they, you know, understand, you know, kind of their rights and what code of conduct should be to support them. So she has been um, available to breweries that need consulting. Uh, Yeah, so she's been fantastic. And then we also do have a ton of other resources available and partners like um, Ren Navarro from Beer Diversity. She does diversity training and we have added, um, you know, Crafted for All, another diversity training uh, resource. And then uh, we have a ton of nonprofits that are, that we've just, you know, if anyone needs help finding one regionally, we've created a list. And if they have one they want to work with, they can definitely submit it. It just needs to uh, reflect our mission. So it's everything from creating safe spaces to um, sexual harassment training, diversity training, uh, legal aid for those in need, mental health resources for staff. Um, so yeah, you can kind of take a look at that list on our website. And I do want to mention another really important partner because Not Me um, is an app. It's a free uh, app for employees to actually report misconduct. And so they have been super supportive in our initiative to create a page for uh, the beer industry. And um, yeah, so you can find it in the app store. And also the co-founder founded a uh, law firm called Empower Law and has offered kind of free consulting as well to any uh, women in beer that might need um, 
just, you know, advice on taking that next, next step if they wanted to file a complaint. Awesome. So I've done, I've had AJ head on from uh, safe bar. Um, great conversation there again, just creating awareness and again, how not to be a, a dick in the, in the workplace. Um, talk to me about not me because, you know, I had mentioned this to my wife and she was, she's not familiar with it and she's, you know, hashtag me too. She gets that. So, but what does like hashtag not me mean? Yeah. I mean, it's the opposite of me too. We want to, you know, stop. We don't want more me too's. We want, that's not, I'm going to take the initiative and not let this happen to me any longer. And so it's awesome. I love the app. I wish I, I don't wish I had a reason to use it, but uh, I like was trying filling it out and like just checking it out the other day. And I was like, this is fucking sick. I wish like I had this back in the days when I worked at my last brewery, because that would have changed everything for me because I didn't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. So like, um, this is not going to happen to me. I'm not going to hold this in. I mean, it's gotta be so much trauma here that you're just holding that stuff in for years or months or, you know, whatever, like that stuff is stressful. Um, that, that has a long-term effect on the brain and the body. And, you know, this might come back in like 30 years from now, somebody might experience some cancer or some sort of something. And you trace it all the way back to when they were 22 and they were harassed, you know, and they just, because they held it in so long, you know, that, it's, it's just saying it's a lasting effect. It's, you know, it's awful. It is. And we've been talking to a lot of uh, mental health uh, trauma experts about this exact thing. And I've been working on like a resource hub that will have kind of content like that, that addresses how, like, what is the long-term effects? Like you may not have known that you were in this situation way back, or maybe you blocked it out. And then you're re you're thinking it later on and it actually did affect you like mentally and physically. So, um, so talking about it and speaking up is just so important. I, I, I really, you know, hope any, you know, people listening that that's the first step is just talking about it and finding that support system. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I, I think, yeah, a lot of times there it's, I don't know, is it embarrassing or something to not talk about it, right? You're, you're afraid to talk about it. So to have that platform, to have that release, I think that's key. Okay. And that's yeah. an app. You, you can download the app. It's free online and then yep. it's free reporting. Yeah. Um, it's free for users if breweries or companies they work with like Dunkin' Donuts and companies like like large companies yeah. like that where they will design a personalized platform for that company for their employees to use like separately from the rest of the app. They also design different platforms for specific kinds of industries. So they made a specific brewery one just for us, like okay. for this movement and it's so wonderful it's just it's very like user-friendly not only can you just go through and say it happened in this room this is how I felt about it this is where it was and like I want to choose to be anonymous and then the company literally sends it to your company and then they're like hey we got this complaint here are all the resources you can take to fix this issue or to handle it and wow. if you don't do that then like we're gonna have a fucking problem <laughs> <laughs> but um, I already actually have been talking to some people that have been using it and they're just like, this is amazing. I got my story sent to the company anonymously completely. And now they sent me, you know, therapy, legal advice, all of this stuff. And it's just so cool. I wish I had it. And then they also have this awesome dashboard where they just send articles and different movements happening like online, just like keep everyone updated with like new laws or policies yeah. or just resources like or like 
hey, we did this study and here's what we found. Yeah, and, or like how you support um, yeah. different aspects of employees, like race, gender, religion, different stuff like that. It's really cool. So they report this back to the employer. So there's not somebody there at Not Me who's a counselor and is speaking with you. They just, they gather the data, package it up and kick it back to the employer. No, they have both. So like okay. I said, they have like um, people that are like uh, law forward and then they have therapy people. They have like human resource people. They have counselors. They have okay. everyone there like set up to help you. And it's honestly, it's like so cheap considering like, a lot of places don't have an HR department and they can literally just like get this platform from this app, pay them like a monthly fee and everyone just has the opportunity to yeah. access all these materials all the time. And I think that's really important. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm a firm believer. Like if you're not an expert at it, outsource it. So, you know, obviously you don't have an HR set up at your, your brewery. You don't have a lot of employees, right? A lot of the owners are wearing many hats and all right. So, now we have a way to handle this, whether a free version or a paid version, it seems like, and we can outsource it. We can all learn together, package it up and make the, the workplace a better workplace. Yeah, it sounds too easy, right? <laughs> I had a bunch of breweries contact me this morning about how they can't join Brave Noise because they don't have an HR department. And I said, well, there's not me. And they said, no, we'd just rather not do anything. And it's like, all right, well, I'm... <laughs> so it's like why'd you reach that's out that's great we don't want you you know huh. yeah they need so to bad. invest in a third party i mean that's it's like it's so irritating and um sorry i'm not gonna try i'm not gonna rant here but i even know uh people within, you know, my circle who have now taken on the role of HR on top of their normal day to day at like a brewery or the education and diversity like manager. And it's like, that is unacceptable. Like they need to hire out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good to I have, have a, a lot of party. breweries in Massachusetts where they just like tell whatever woman, you know, in the highest spot that, Oh, you're handling the HR stuff now, just so you know. And they're like, no, please stop. Yeah, we should, we should have somebody who knows what this is and how to make it work. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. So was not me something that existed before uh, within the last year or two years, or it's been around for a while? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it started when the Me Too movement first okay. broke out. Awesome. I see not-me.com, hashtag not me. Okay. Notme.app on uh, Instagram. All right, cool. And um, I'm not familiar with Ren Navarro of Beer Diversity, but it sounds like Ren is doing some big things and, and creating awareness as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Ren is fantastic. She's uh, based in Canada, but she okay. is now, I mean, obviously she her schedule is extremely busy <laughs> this past yeah. year with everything going on. And she has become like a go-to for a lot of breweries that are trying to yeah, create more inclusive environments and have had allegations against them. And, um, you know, when, when Brianne had reached out to me about, or we had been talking about the Brave Noise collab, I was like, I want to, you know, I definitely want to bring in Ren. I, you know, I, I want to bring in like Rebecca from HR Uprise and just make sure we have all these other, you know, kind of third parties that can, can help bring this to life and make sure we're checking off all those boxes. So it's been uh, really great to be able to, to work with Ren and all these other partners. It's been amazing support. Are you familiar with the things we don't say brewery collaboration? So, all right. So, um, hope for the day, uh, malt Europe, um, Eagle park brewing, 
Um, I had done an episode with Joel Frieders who, you know, it's about suicide prevention and suicide awareness. And um, I learned a ton and that was such a heartfelt episode. I had never spoken to him before. And we talked like we were best friends. It was really cool. Um, the thing that they did was, you know, the label was, you know, things we don't say. It was a big collab. All the IPAs were, were created. And on the label were all the phone numbers and resources that you could just, while the beer's in your hand, you can go to all these websites, you can look them up, but everything was right there in your hand. So I'm curious about, you know, the Brave Noise label. Is there additional information to kind of point you to where you can go? Or is that something you guys, um, you know, w- would potentially implement? Yeah, I can take that one. Um, so right now, bravenoisebeer.com does have a, a ton of resources. And I think that's something that, you know, we're also asking of, of breweries when they do uh, create this code of conduct is also creating the right resources for employees and consumers. Um, so we're kind of offering some of those. And, you know, again, like if they want to reach out and they, they're like, hey, we want to implement like a you know, like an ask for Angela or angel shot type of initiative for consumers in the workplace. Um, you know, if they want to reach out to us, we're happy to kind of give them some ideas and guidelines. Um, and then, you know, through women of the Bevolution, that's something that I've started to create on my site and then eventually building out a resource hub that I'm going to call like speak easy movement that kind of has all these resources on like how to empower women, what are, you know, the, the different organizations that, you know, people could work with or go to uh, if they need to report something or they need training or just any uh, extra help. So we kind of it's it's you know, it's kind of here and there right now. But um, hopefully over time, we're just building out more and more resources and they can go find them for now, like at bravenoisebeer.com. Love it. OK. And Women of the Bevolution. Um, tell me more about that, because I, I was unfamiliar until I started uh, looking at your um, you know Instagram profile, Ash. Yeah. So Women of the Bevolution started a couple of years ago. I was just breaking into the beer industry. I just left my music job, started to do freelance in music and just try every every job you can imagine in beer just to gain as much experience and understand the industry, understand where I fit in into, you know, all this. And uh, I couldn't actually join Pink Boots because, uh, 25% of your income had to come from a beer job and I was still working in music and just, it didn't, I didn't fit that uh, criteria. So, um, so after a while I finally was able to join Think Boots, but then it kind of got me thinking, I was like, I kind of want to create a group, a platform that is for, you know, not just women that are working in beer, but also might want to break into the industry like me because I knew it, it was it was hard to kind of make that transition. And also just women who might want to learn more about beer. They just love beer. They want to be around, you know, with other women who love beer. And so that's when Women, women of the Bevolution kind of began was in the summer of 2019. And uh, really, it was just an avenue to like network, kind of come together in safe spaces, talk about beer, alcohol, um, provide job resources and, um, and education. And now since the last few months, uh, since May, it's definitely kind of transformed into more of an advocacy group, which I am really, I'm really glad it has, it has become that way because I've, I just want to support women in every aspect and, uh, and provide resources and connect them with other women and hopefully get, uh, get some women out of these toxic places and, uh, into, you know, better, uh, more supportive environments as well as help them create their own business. 
So, um, so it's really kind of become like a platform, not only just for sharing stories and resources, but eventually I want it to become a place where we can offer grants and, um, and, uh, other ways to fund women, you know, again, to get them out of these toxic environments. I love it. And the, the website's super helpful too, because, you know, right on it, there's legal help. If somebody needs to talk about some of those things, um, you have mental health, uh, resources for hospitality, you got hotlines and support right there. Um, national sexual assault hotline, like everything they need to know, everything they need to be, you know, feel comfortable. It's kind of all in one spot. So great job on that. Thank you. Yeah. And again, I am trying to build out more resources. So it's just ongoing. And, um, as you know, just even given with the, given the brave noise collab, we're just constantly getting more resources, which is great. We need, we need more, we need them regionally, nationally, internationally. So I'm working to, that's like top priority to build that out even more. Great. Okay. And so we're talking about a lot of what has happened and what resources are out there. So talk to me about what changes we have seen so far. We see a lot of people or owners like stepping down or resigning or stepping back. And does, does that do anything? It's like I said, it's really hard to say, especially the ones that say they're stepping back. And then you find out that they came back like two weeks wait two weeks later when they were like, oh, did this all blow over yet? Yeah, they went on vacation. <laughs> yeah, but we have seen a lot of uh, like local change and uh, change, specifically like the way coworkers are treating each other. People have been sending me messages, being like, my abuser apologized to me, and that and all of my coworkers apologized to me, and they said they would protect me forever, and it's all this great, happy family and everything's fixed and like, thank you so much kind of thing. And that's obviously like the immediate, uh, like satisfaction out of it, but there's still like a lot of long-term, um, situations, especially with like CEOs that are causing a lot of assault and harm emotionally to people, um, as well as physically that are just sick, saying that they're stepping back or stepping down and they're really not, they're just afraid of like the media attention. And it's just sad. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, you know, to Brian's point, there is small changes, right? And it is going to be a super long road. And I wanted to mention one situation that did happen because I think it's really important that Brewers Guilds start to step up and speak out. And what happened with non sequitur brewing in New York City with multiple allegations. And, you know, the Brewers Guild there pretty much suspended their membership. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, um, you know, they posted about it publicly. And that kind of stuff is what we need. Like, we need these other groups that have, you know, um, you know, they kind of have the power, they have built a network, they are sort resources for the beer industry, they need to step up and take action as well. So I think, you mm -hmm. know, again, there are small changes. And there are, you know, CEOs like it, you know, at modern times, the CEO stepped down, and it would be fucking amazing to get a woman in that leadership role. Um, obviously, I don't know what the, you know, the past CEO, like what his investment still is in the company, what power he still might have behind the scenes. So it's like those steps are important, but, you know, it, it is just going to take it's going to take some time and we need more of that. We need more of the CEO stepping down and, um, you know, they're the ones creating this these toxic environments. 
Right. There's a couple different ways that uh, we've seen change. And one is, you know, CEOs and the abusers resigning. Two is a, like the Brewers Guild kicking out breweries from being members, which is great. I wish more of them would, you know, stick to what they said they were going to do instead of just pretend like it's not an issue anymore. And then three, there's been a lot of like employee resignations and like group uprisings being like, well, all the employees are about to strike if you don't like fix this culture. So there's been uh, multiple different ways that we've seen like actual change occurring. Okay. Yeah. I had noticed after, after a lot of this had, had blown up that, you know, some of the breweries like, Hey, we're not open today because we don't have a staff because nobody showed up and like, good. (laughs) So I don't know if you guys care, like, would it matter? Would you like to see that the the ownership step down or would you like to see that uh, management group step up, create change, change themselves? Like, is there one that's preferable over the other or what? I mean, I also, I wish other breweries would find the courage to call each other out and not, you know, perpetuate this, you know, culture of, um, you know, like the cool kids all hang out together or like we do festivals only with, you know, our friends. It's very political. And um, I just hope like today, Ash and I have been talking a lot of, about festivals and what you do when you find yourself on a list of festivals with a bunch of breweries that have been accused of, you know, sexual assault and just misconduct in general. Um, and me personally, I mean, it's a no fucking brainer. I wouldn't go or I would be like, kick this person out or I'm not going thing so that's kind of what we're talking about now and it's just like holding people accountable also like the consumers have so much power that they don't even know like they could stop buying all that beer and that person would go out of business i mean all the employees can leave like you said and it's i just think i don't know there's so many possible ways we can change this and i guess i haven't pinpointed it yet and now i forget the question It definitely starts from the top though, right? I mean, it's the owners that need to take responsibility, put in the proper policies and whether, you know, they're aware of not aware or not, like what's going on. um, They need to talk to the manager. They need to talk to the staff and they need to hire third party resources like an HR expert. So I think it does start at the top. I think the owners need to recognize the issues. They need to start to create these policies. And yeah, if they are pretty much creating this, you know, toxic environment, then they need to step down and bring in people who aren't toxic and who can put in the proper, you know, uh, policies and, uh, and provide the right support for staff. Um, and we need more diverse voices and leadership roles in general, like across the industry, like we need more women, more people of color. We need more people in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I think that's where like that, would change, you know, even just the overall mindset of what is needed for staff and for consumers to feel supportive. Um, and then, you know, yeah, going to like, you know, uh, people keep asking, like, should I collab with this brewery or what's your take on this brewery? Like da da. And it's like, you need to start just recognizing why you shouldn't be doing that. Like if they have allegations against them and they're not taking action, don't collab with them. Like you have the power to say no and use that as an example. Like, you know, you actually can spark change by saying no to these things and then make them wake up and hopefully these breweries will change and and do something about it. Um, And the same thing with festivals. Yeah, it's like if a brewery is at your music festival or whatever, 
this is your chance. If you're the organizer, producer, whatever, this is your chance to be like, no, I will not allow this vendor here. Like it, they're unsafe to the patrons, to other, you know, staff. They're not doing better for the world. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I think that's where it starts. It's just like, just say no to these things. And, um, and hopefully that will kind of spark change across all these different areas. Yeah. I wonder if, if, you know, the last few years with, you know, just politics and the presidents and like the country became so divided, I wonder, you know, and this kind of happened during that time. I wonder if, you know, if we were all, you know, at a point where everybody, you know, wasn't really divided and everybody kind of loved each other and then this happened and people would be more willing to change or more willing to step up and admit, you know, and, and things like that. Um, I just feel like also right now, like what you're saying with the with the uh, festivals, people are like, yes, I'm in. No, I'm not. And there's just not, you know, I don't care what they did. I care what they did. And just, you know, we just have this division um, and, and it sucks, you know. That's my two cents on that. No, it does. And even this past year, it's obviously made things a lot harder. I mean, between politics, between the pandemic, you know, everyone's hyper-focused on just like COVID and the back and forth. Yeah, I mean, it is the, the, the world or the U.S. especially is divided, like politically and like on just overall COVID safety. And then you have just like, you know, obviously what's going on with women and beers across so many industries. And it is just like a society, you know, situation that women are constantly fa facing sexism and harassment. And so um, it sucks that like, yeah, there's all these other issues happening and they're kind of like, like, if you can make these changes for COVID, then why can't you make these changes for like the safety of, you know, women in the industry and in any industry? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy. I think ultimately all this comes back to ego and, you know, old cavemen type situations, right? It's, it's, that it's, stuff it's has been, old thinking. Uh, yeah, it's been ingrained, it's been learned. And, you know, there's some things we need to unlearn, I think, you know, things exactly. we need to unlearn so that we can relearn or, you know, learn new. Yes. And we're all about education here. So we just want to have that conversation and, uh, you know, just make change fucking happen <laughs> make change fucking happen i should <laughs> should be the name of the podcast episode i love it cool so all right so speakeasy movement what about another round another rally what's what's going on there yeah so another round another rally they're doing incredible things this past year they actually set up a whole fund for hospitality workers during um during covid that would help them help support them while they're kind of out of jobs and so I've been talking to them about a fund for women in the beer industry to kind of get them out of these toxic environments, whether they've left the job or they're looking to leave and kind of help them get this like running start so that they can find a new job, you know, whether it's paying for, uh, you know, rent or medical bills or providing mental health services to kind of get them like you know, kind of onward and upward, uh, sort of. And so I've been talking to them about building out a fund, uh, to get, you know, women support that they need so that they can leave these jobs. And then also there's going to be another fund for women that want to start their own business. And it could be like financial support. It can be, you know, we're going to be working with like other experts, uh, you know, whether they want to start their own LLC or they're just looking for any sort of tools and resources, um, to get them kind of going uh, to start their own business. 
And so they're a great organization. They're also on our list of verified nonprofits for the Brave Noise collab. And breweries can, you know, connect with them and uh, use them as one of their um, nonprofit kind of donors. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of like what what I'm I'm hoping to get off the ground over the next few months. That's awesome. So I, you know, we talk about you know people who are successful and in business and they do this and that. We all have 24 hours in a day, but I feel like you two do you have more hours in a day because you're getting a lot of shit done in a short amount of time. Pretty exhausting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you sleep? It, it, we we probably don't sleep because Brienne will like text me like early morning her time and I'll get the I'll get it. It's like maybe two AM your time. Yeah, it's like two or three. And I'm like, Well, she's awake. I, I guess I'm awake. I'm just gonna like I'll text her and let's just like let's just talk about stuff. I mean, I think that once, you know, once you're in it, you're all in it, right? And it's like there's no stopping. And I think both both of us are just extremely motivated to really, you know, make change in the industry and um and we want to be there for other women and um it's weird how it all kind of happened and I feel like maybe we, it was meant to be, like right time, right place. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So the sleeping, you know, you figure, you figure it out, I guess, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. I can't speak for brand, but like, for me, it's like, I just, I take a, if I have to take a nap, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> for I wish. No, my commute is two hours each way. So I get a lot of my interviews done in the car <laughs> Okay. Like on my way back and forth. And then it's like 10 hour day in between. By the time I get home, I have like I have to go right to bed. And so I wake up at four in the morning and immediately see what Ash has been doing because our time difference is so crazy. And I'm like, what did she do while I was sleeping? What did I miss? And uh, so I always text her at like 4 a.m. Like, tell me the tell me the juice um, or the tea. Yeah, this morning you did that. <laughs> and then it's so funny because I interact with a lot of people from the UK as well right now. So, and they're on the other side of it. So it's just really funny, man. So you have a 24 hour new relationship. You know, going. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's really special. I mean, so yeah, I obviously don't sleep. Um, I just put my notice in at my job because I'm so stressed out over both of just my job, the commute and this new brave noise me too thing that I've, like I'd rather focus on things that I really care about and so I'm going back to school for human resources to be able to actually give people advice instead of an opinion that uh, doesn't sit well with me when people ask me for advice and I'm like I would just tell you what I do but I wish I had the qualifications to actually help people so I'm doing that but yeah I've been working trying to do this for the last five years with pink boots I mean that's I had the motivation to do that and the will and that's why we became the largest chapter in the world within a year of conception so i mean i hope that they can keep that running but it obviously i think i feel like people that know me can see the same energy happening here as i had back when i was running pink boots for sure absolutely brian you mentioned going back to school so you know this whole again the podcast is about daring mighty things so you you know you're leaving your job from you know the industry that I would believe you love uh, to do something that is more important to you. You're daring something that, you know, you haven't done because you believe in this and you want to make a difference. And instead of talking about it, you're freaking doing it. Like that's incredible. Thank you. You're welcome. So, so you're going to Cornell. I mean, tell me more about that. 
Yeah, so uh, it's eCornell, so it's online, and they have... I was absolutely blown away when I went to their website. I almost signed up through Pink Boots to do the women's and leadership uh, certification. And then upon further research, they have a whole human resources uh, section and they have like 12 different human resource certificates. And I was like, I emailed them and I was like, okay, I want all of these. How long does that take? How much does it cost? And like, in what order do I take them? And they were like, you need to call us immediately. And so I had this conversation with them and they were like, um, this is like not it's not what this is for. You don't take all of them to get a degree. Like there's specific ones and they're basically for people already in like the human resource profession, but there are a lot of like intros. And then after the intros, you can keep going. So anyways, my, the specific one I'm taking first is the diversity, equity and inclusion one. Just like pass on to people, different things about that breweries that are like, help us make a code of conducts different things why is this necessary what have you and then definitely into like the laws like employee laws and rights and because that's really important to me um especially because all of my friends that work at breweries are employees and they deserve to know (laughs) what their laws and rights are absolutely kind of the basis behind this whole thing in general so i just think it's really important to know and then hopefully I can help in a broader uh, aspect, maybe at like the Maine Brewers Guild since I live in Maine or the Brewers Association, Master Brewers Association, something that encompasses a lot of different breweries all at once instead of just trying to help one single body change. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, that makes total sense. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, not only are you guys doing this, you know, all day long, but I mean, you kind of, you take this home, right? Now with social media, like it's, it's with you all day long. So, you know, even if you want to, disconnect it's hard to hard to disconnect and even if you're turned your phone off you're still thinking about it so you know i think self-care in this whole deal is very important um you know i journal uh and it has been something like gratitude has been something for me that i've been journaling since 2017 and you know writing about the things that are amazing that happen today writing about the things that you're grateful for like that's such a game changer but you know even through covid you know as much as i try to be positive suicide is all around and depression's all around. And, you know, I'm sitting in my basement now, like I'm not, you know, this is why, again, the podcast kind of started so I can see people, but it's like, you know, a lot of the stuff weighs on you. You start to feel like I'm not enough. Um, you know, this sucks. I'm no good. Something hit me the other day. I was listening to a, a episode um, of an entrepreneur podcast and he said, you know, something that he does every day and which I started doing is when you open up your journal in the morning or even just say it out loud when you're in the shower, but say, you know, instead of saying like, I'm, I am enough, say I am in the exact right place. I'm supposed to be at the exact right time. And so, you know, I am here for a reason. I am here in this place. It's the right time. I'm not supposed to be somewhere else. I'm not supposed to be further ahead. I'm not ahead of where I'm supposed, where I, where I thought I might be like, I'm here. I'm in the now. I want to make some changes. And, you know, for others, right? Give first. I think if I ever get a tattoo, I think it'll be like give first. I don't, I don't know why, but um, I just find when you give uh, just everything so much better. Um, but yeah, you know, just for the folks out there, like you're in the right place at the right time. Um, things happen, I think for a reason and like stay positive, keep it rolling. Like keep, keep it going. You know, you're, you are enough. Yeah, exactly. Were you also asking us what our self-care kind of like well, I'm just rituals thinking like it, are? Yeah, well, I'm saying like, 
it's important. And I feel like you two and, and everybody needs to like, shit, like I'm enough. I'm, you know, you need to relax. Like, how do you relax? It's yeah. gotta be freaking almost impossible. It, it's tough. I think journaling is really interesting. I kind of do that mostly to like process past like experiences and situations uh, just so I'm kind of like, you know, cause we all go through like imposter syndrome and stuff like that. And it's just like, Absolutely. why didn't I say, why didn't I speak up during this? Why, why, what, why did I question myself during this? And um, so I think that is very important to like put it down on paper and just to kind of like be able to process that. I also have to say that boxing and like karaoke are two of my like outlets. <laughs> Cause they're like, similar. What about like boxing karaoke at the same time? I, I'm so down for all that. <laughs> We actually host like karaoke parties at our house. And before the shutdown, we were going to a different karaoke bar Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I didn't even realize it until we couldn't do it anymore. And I don't even do it. I just go and all of my coworkers are singing karaoke every night at a different bar. And I don't even, I didn't even realize that I had never actually done it myself. You just like to be there and watch? Yeah, but now we just host them at our house instead, and it becomes a group therapy. Everyone's just screaming system of a down, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love that. I used to go twice a week. So, like, no, like, when everything shut down, I, I was like, what do I do? Like, what that was my therapy, like, twice a week to go just, like, belt out a couple songs, see some, like, regulars at the bar, you know. So I get it. <laughs> so like system of a down with like chop suey, like isn't that shit. That's got to be hard on karaoke. Yeah. That's why you need a group of people. You can't tell who sucks. Everyone's <laughs> screaming their fucking hearts out. We have like the lights out. There's lasers going smoke machines. My fiance is a professional DJ. So he just has everything. And the best part about doing it at home is that you can connect your phone to the television. So the next person already has the lyrics up on their phone on YouTube just clicks it over to the TV and you can do any fucking song you want. It surrounds down. <laughs> so much better. Like That's I don't know why we didn't realize this before. And it's free. Yeah. We I can entertain that. ourselves. Yeah. Pandemic, uh, I love it. Um, what the fuck do you call it? You're, when you find yourself and like what you're meant to actually do in life, it's create a karaoke bar. Yes. I wish that you were local. Oh my gosh. We would have so much fun. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, you could zoom each other in at this point, right? I mean, we're all local since yeah. we have, you know, FaceTime and zoom. So that's true. Well, now that we don't have jobs, we can do whatever we want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there we so. go. Awesome. <laughs> cool. All right. So even when you're doing karaoke, man, you are at the right place at the exact right time. So do not stop that karaoke. All right. So what else, how can consumers out there, right? So, so maybe I'm not in the brewing industry. How, how can they advocate for change for us? So consumers have a ton of power and I think they need to remember that. Like, you know, do you want to invest in a company that might be toxic? Like would, what if your family mem member worked there, your friend, like, you know, I think, what we need right now is for consumers to kind of keep uh, an extra eye out for what is going on in the industry. Like our, um, you know, looking at the brewery social media, looking at the website, like what is their code of conduct? Um, were they called out in one of these stories? Um, and have they addressed it? Are they taking action? Are they part of the Brave Noise collab? 
So I think, you know, consumers are kind of like, you know, they're, they're on the ground, they're there, they can see what's going on. Um, they can look at the tap room. How does it feel? Does it feel safe, supportive, inclusive? Um, again, I think that code of conduct is really key. I'm, I'm hoping more and more breweries end up uh, being part of the collab, putting that like visibly in their tap room on their website. And so that's a way for um, consumers to hold them accountable. They'll see this code of conduct. And if they're um, they feel like the, you know, the company is doing these things, then, then great. If they don't feel like they're doing these things then the consumer can call them out and like ask them, why aren't you doing this? Um, so I think, yeah, that's kind of like consumers are kind of like the ones that can keep an eye out, let us know what you see and, you know, be a part of this community and invest in businesses that are doing good. I would think too, you might have people who maybe don't even drink beer or didn't, but then they see the brave noise can or a brave noise um, you know, sign in the window and they stop in and now they want to support it. You know, you might bring in some new folks that, that were never there before. Um, I will say I had on my bookshelf behind me, I had a bottle from a, uh, you know, very famous brewery up in the New England area. That was, you know, one of the allegations and you know, I took it down. Um, uh, there is another brewery that's local to me that I haven't had a beer since, you know, from that place since they've been called out. Now, I don't know if that's making change, but at least that's my personal stance. Like, I'm not going to support them. Thank you. That's what we need. We need consumers. We need beer drinkers, you know, to take that stand and invest your money. And there's so many other breweries doing good things and taking action and creating safe spaces. So support those breweries. And, uh, and, you know, we also do have like, we have some non-alcoholic breweries that are getting involved. We have a hard seltzer now. So it's really starting to like even branch into other you know, aspects of the brewing industry too. So for those that, you know, may not drink beer, I mean, you know, there's definitely a lot of other kind of uh, industries we're trying to get involved as well. Cause this is not just again in beer, it's, it's, it's in it's hospitality and, and yeah, it's people it's in the hospitality in general and other industries. And it's something that, you know, everyone should be talking about. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so obviously Brianne, we've, you get a ton of messages through this whole deal. You've gotten probably some, some not so nice messages, but have you received some positive feedback from people saying like, Hey, thank you for doing this. Like you've really, you know, I, I feel so much better. You know, is there, have you gotten some, some, some messages that are really kind of like hitting home where you're like, you feel like you made a change in a positive light. Every time someone says, thank you, I just like break down in tears. I don't know why I'm so like emotional nowadays, but it probably has something to do with how traumatic it was to read 2000 stories about rape in like two weeks. But um, yeah, tons of thank yous, probably more like thousands of thank you messages, more than the actual allegations, which Good. is nice. Um, every time I read them, it's just like totally like warms my heart. And I just wish we could all like be together and happy and at peace, but but yeah, lots of thank yous. I do karaoke. There's a lot of change still happening, and uh, we get updates every day, and it's like really inspiring. Good. Awesome. Good. Well, you guys are doing some some important things. It's incredible. Um, it's just it's wild that one message that you can put out there can can really bring to light so much bullshit. And um, yeah, you know. I have two daughters and I want them to be as tough and brave as possible. And uh, so you two are an inspiration to them. Um, they don't drink beer yet, but I'm assuming they will one day and I'll save them a can of brave noise for the next, it might not be so good, you know, 18 years from now, but 
Maybe I'll save it for him. Keep it on ice. <clears throat> awesome. So what else? Anything else you want to share? Anything we didn't cover? I'm happy with that. You're happy with that? I, I just want to mention that, you know, th- again, this is like a long road, right? So oh, yeah. we, we just, I mean, everyone listening, we need help. So if you can help spread the word about Brave Noise, if you know someone that is in, uh, you know, a situation of harassment that needs like any resources, you know, reach out to uh, either of us, reach out to Women of the Revolution, to Brave Noise. And, uh, and we're here, we're here to help. And we just want, you know, we need to keep this conversation going. The Brave Noise Beer Collab only goes through December because we want December of this year, because we want to make as much noise as possible right now. And that's not to say that this is not like, this is an ongoing issue and this is an ongoing conversation, but right now we need as many voices involved as possible. And, um, and really just create change in the industry sooner than later. So, um, yeah, please make sure to like reach out to us. If you want to join uh, the cause, you can follow uh, Brave Noise uh, on Instagram. It's just at Brave Noise Beer. You can go on the website, bravenoisebeer.com. You can follow Women of the Bevolution on Instagram. It's just at Women of the Bevolution. God, I'm speaking way too fast now. I'm just like, Ugh. That coffee head. Uh, I know. I, I need a beer now to balance it out. Um, at women of the bevolution and you can follow Brianne at rat magnet and uh i'm just at ash elliott sorry i'm checking all the boxes i hope that's okay I'm that's perfect like- <laughs> hey shameless plugs let's go yeah and if you want to know the behind story of rat magnet you can tune in the episode 28 because we hit on that and it was pretty hilarious because uh, i had to ask i was like what the hell is rat magnet and uh it's a nickname that stuck so very cool. Um, I would say that, you know, y'all are creating awareness, right? And that's, that's step one. Step two is you have to take action because, you know, ideas are just ideas. And if you don't take action, they remain ideas and nothing happens. So, you know, create awareness, take action in all this stuff. I mean, I guess, you know, it starts in the home, right? Talk about these things with your kids, you know, so that they're not, you know, again, a lot of this stuff is probably stemming down from cavemen, the grandparents all the way down the line. And as you said, it's not going to change overnight. It's going to be, it could take 30 years for the whole, you know, world to be like, Oh, don't be a dick. Like these are things that we can do to be aware and to be sensitive. And you're not better than somebody like you're not, we're all, we're all 99. It's like 99.9%. We have the same DNA. We just look a little different. Um, well, and now there's even more resources and outlets for yeah. people to share what's going on and share their stories compared to, you know, way back when. Right. So I think that's what's like kind of different in terms of just like being able to hold companies and people accountable and uh, feeling a bit safer about speaking up because there are outlets and yeah. there are other people that have gone through it. And now there's like this whole you know, there's so many different social platforms where you can like bring other people together that can support you. And that goes to show just with, you know, Brienne, like asking her followers, you know, um, you know, if they've experienced sexism, you know, in the, the beer industry that like hundreds and hundreds of, you know, uh, women responded with stories. And so that's like knowing that you have that support system, that there's other people out there that have experienced it. I think that's, what's like really key and just keeping, keep sharing the stories, keep speaking up. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how things are going to change. Yeah. I think as much as like social media is a productivity vampire, right. You just end up scrolling, but I think without social media, this doesn't happen, right. This, this awareness does not, does not occur. So, you know, 
No, it's very true because news outlets aren't the ones that are really even covering this stuff. There's like too many politics uh, involved. So it's like speaking up on social media and finding those groups that, you know, can help support you. And there are, there's other people out there that have experienced it. So don't be afraid to, to share your story. Share it, take action. Don't be a dick. And, uh, exactly. Keep kicking ass out there. Keep kicking ass out there. I appreciate <laughs> you girls. Awesome. Well, Ash, Brienne, I mean, and I think we said it all. Uh, you two are, are making waves. Um, you're making noise. Y'all are brave. Um, you're daring mighty things. And uh, I appreciate you too. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Brienne, thanks for texting me very early in the morning. Go, yo, it's Brienne. We're coming on the podcast. I said, all right, let's do it. So, I only want to talk to the people I want to talk to. And you're one of them. I appreciate that. Made the unfortunate mistake yesterday, and that won't happen again. So yeah, well, I am here anytime you want. If you have something new and you want to talk for five minutes, we could do it. All right, whatever you need. I'm All right, here. thanks so much. I appreciate you too. You enjoy your uh, weekend, and appreciate you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you, Kyle. You're very welcome. Cheers. right that'll do it for today's episode appreciate you tuning in i hope you learned something i hope you really enjoyed it and if so tell a friend leave that five-star rating i mentioned earlier and comment on apple podcasts subscribe on any platform spread it around the world let's make it happen i appreciate y'all cheers and beer mighty things